Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, a returning guest, we hadn't seen him for a few years. It was Alex Edelman, the comedian, Red Sox and Patriots fan. He's over in the UK, uh, touring, going down a storm. So he was on good form, wasn't he? What else did we do, Andy? We spoke Uh, to Martin Martin Kellner. Kellner. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, 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 he was. Looked at all the telly. And Mike Ward looks at a bit of non-sporting telly for you with a show that Andy's very much enjoying. Uh, So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And history was made the other night when uh, refereeing... Uh, were allowed, referees were allowed to explain their decision, NFL style. What league was this in, Andy? It was a game. It was the Club World Cup, actually, in okay. Morocco. Yeah. And the referee concerned who made the first announcement was our old mate, Marning, or to give him his full name, Marning Mar- Mar- Marning Ray. <laughs> Marning Ray, Marning Alley. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Mar- Marning Alley and Marning Ray, the two referees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, it went off okay. Did, did, how did it work? Were people pleased with it? Did it, did it work? Have you watched it in action? Apparently, Ning was jeered as he reviewed the pitch side monitor at painstaking length. But after finally returning to the pitch, his voice was broadcast with a loud crackle over the speaker system. A decision will be a free kick. Auckland number three, denial of a goal scoring opportunity. Which I think is all, you know, it's, it's progress, isn't it? Isn't that just what it says on the board, though? Couldn't, I mean, they're not giving you any more than that. Yeah, well. <laughs> It's not like saying, but I didn't agree with him. I thought personally, actually, it might have been a whole long di- know, dialogue. While you're there, while you've got the mic on you. Yeah. Let me do a anyway, little number. This is a song from the show Camelot. <laughs> while I'm here, two fellas walked into a pub. Would be tempting, wouldn't it? And we're we're going to find out what always... the referees sound like. A bit like, you know, for years, yeah. we never knew what Kate Moss sounded like for years. Mm. And we're like, so suddenly you're going to hear what the referees sound like. And you've all I got this. She was a ref. Well, yeah, she had a couple of years she did mainly Sunday mornings but she'd had enough of it enough of the abuse no but Mike Dean was on Michael McIntyre's show a couple of weeks ago and uh, we've heard Mike Dean talk yes, haven't we, we? Heard you know, he's, he's kind of um, yeah. is Wirral Lilt 
Um, but I mean, some of the other That's, referees who yeah. never. I mean, Mark Plattenberg when he I didn't realize he had such a northeastern accent. You don't know, do you? You don't expect even though they're yeah. from that area. You don't for some reason you just have no idea how they yeah, sound. We've got no idea of these referees. Sally Mike, to speak like that. I mean, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that, but it, it might be a bit of a shock to the system. Some more. Like, we know Jared, Hart, Steve Hartley. I think John yeah. Moss speaks like Steve Hartley. Yeah, well, it, denial of goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, he's not he's not refereeing anymore. No, so no, no, uh, yeah, that's yeah, the bar. You don't know any of the new ones, do you? Uh, that won't be a specialist subject Chris in Mastermind. Uh, Andy Jacobs, specialist subject, Premier League referees. Uh, New refs. The, the, uh, the people in black who look after... Yes, who, he'd have to give an explanation, wouldn't he? The Clive Murray explanation. Now, we've got... This, oh, yeah. This, uh, in, the, in the toilets here at uh, TalkSport, they pipe in a kind of mm. pseudo-Virgin... Our sister station, uh, Virgin Radio playlist, although a couple of the yeah. uh, Virgin Radio DJs say neither of the songs, indeed any of the songs on this playlist, are on our playlist. No. So I think it needs It took them about a week to get rid of the Christmas. Christmas ones yeah, that January. was driving us all mad, mm. wasn't it? About 15th of January, we had uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> but yeah. I bring this up is because mm. there's a couple of songs I really can't stand, and they're both on the playlist, but they get in your head. Yeah, and you, so you come, I come out of the toilets, and I'm going, I said hello, you fool. I can't stand that song. <laughs> cannot stand Roxette, and I cannot stand it, but it's, on, it's in my head. And that other one, there's yeah. another one they keep playing, and it seems to be bladder synchronicity, because every time I go in there, those two are playing. <laughs> what a band they were, bladder yeah. synchronicity. Bladder synchronicity, yeah. Um, four non-blondes, what's going on? Which a terrible... What's going on? Sounds what, like, what like W.C. Field singing. sport in the toilet? Well, he wants to listen to you in there. Put you off, wouldn't it? <laughs> could be off. there. I couldn't go. It was Andy Jacobs. He was telling a story. I just couldn't go. Anyway, um, I really, I'm, it really blocked me up. I won't go into that now. It's lunchtime. Good goodness story sake. about dogs for you. You're right. Like this okay. One. Right. Your hope that your Molly lives to this age. Yeah. The pooch has broken a record for the world's oldest dog ever to have lived. Wow. Bobby, that's his name. Not grey fries, Bobby, obviously. No. Who's 30 years, 268 days old today. 30 years? Yeah, that's incredible. He put it down to porridge and whiskey in his pedigree chum. I'm sure he did. That's <laughs> a little glass of wine, a glass of red wine before he goes to bed. Um, what sort of breed is it, out of interest? Uh, let me have a look. Bobby, what is he? He is a Raffiero de Alentejo, a breed of livestock guardian dog. I think Everton tried to sign him. (laughs) Harry Adam. 10 to 11. (laughs) You know, me and Kev, we went and had a look at him. Raffiero de Alentejo. We were were looking for someone to play left side of midfield. Turned up, he was a 30-year-old dog. (laughs) So we flew back again. (laughs) Anyway, uh, one of the things I want to get the listeners going on today is um, when your cover was blown... Um, Sean Dyche, we're going to hear from him later on. Uh, Stan Collymore popped up at the training ground. Saw a couple of his old mates, old teammates, Ian Wohan and Steve Stone on the coaching staff with Sean Dyche. Nice picture with the three mm. of them. Um, but Sean Dyche, one of the things he's used in these few days he's had at Everton is to get them all to fill out an anonymous questionnaire. Did you see this? I did. I thought it was a good idea It myself. was a good idea. Yeah. Basically asked all the players anonymously what they felt was going wrong. And then they shared them. They shared all of these mm. things. But I would imagine there, there may have been a name at the top on some of them. Yeah. 
So <laughs> it could be so easy to say, you know, Connor Cody thinks you're garbage. Oh, no, sorry, um, Mr X thinks you're garbage. <laughs> yeah, so I just wondered, if there had been a situation where uh, your cover... Well, you go bright red when he's reading yeah. it out. It's a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but there would be someone, maybe it's a turn of phrase or uh, maybe it's been a complaint they've had on the pitch and mm. then when they make it anonymously, yeah, yeah, a few players turn around and look at someone and say, yeah. it wasn't me who said it. Yeah. So we are looking for tales of when... When your cover was blown this afternoon and in what circumstances were you outed in that sense? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. With Sean Dyche asking his new Everton players to fill in a, an anonymous mm. questionnaire uh, to say what they think has been going wrong this season and then they aired all the views, all the, it went into the it's like the old school suggestion box, mm. isn't it? And uh, they all answered the questions. Um, we were interested to know the day your cover was blown because almost certainly someone in there would have read something out or the gaffer would have read it out and one of the players would have thought, that's definitely come from him or that's come from him. Mm. So sometimes your cover does get blown. Kev Burgess says, on a work training course years ago, they showed us an actual letter sent as a what-not-to-do example. The trouble was they forgot to remove the writer's name and the bloke was sitting there in the room with us. <laughs> All got a bit awkward, he says. <laughs> so if your cover was blown in any circumstance, obviously not if you're an undercover uh, police officer or a spy. <laughs> I do. We haven't got to tell us about that. <laughs> Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to eight ten eighty nine, or you can tweet to T-S-H-N-J. Hello, it's Dave here in my safe house. I say Dave, it's not my real name. But yeah, do let us know when your cover was blown. Now, uh, interestingly in cricket, in the county championship this year, yeah. they're going to trial the Cookerborough ball. Which mm. does far less than a Duke's ball. And it's doing basically. They use in Australia. Of yeah, course, the one they use in Australia. And I was just thinking it'd be so great in those Sussex games when Steve Smith's playing. Oh, sorry, Steve, we're not using the Duke's ball. We're using the Cookerborough, the one you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> no advantage for you in the Test series, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Cam Smith has said he's. It hurts. Oh, yes, he's a corker, isn't he's it? He's a piece of work, isn't he? Yeah. It hurts that live golfers can't become world number one. Honestly, they should rename their next tournament to the Cake and Eat It Open. <laughs> Honestly, it's pitiful, isn't it? Um, I don't know if you saw it. I was wandering past a, a poster on the way into work for a West End show, the show 222, a ghost story featuring uh, mate Jake Wood, who we occasionally speak to oh, on yeah. this show. from Boxing fan. Eastie's big mm. boxing fan. Podcaster. His, his podcast with uh, Spencer Oliver. But in it at the moment, the cast, Jake Wood, Scott Kareem, Louise Ford, and Cheryl. Not, no. not Cheryl Tweedy, not Cheryl Cole, not... Cheryl Fernandez Vecini. No. Just Cheryl. Yeah, that's she's how she, gone, she she's goes. gone she's gone solo name. I know, that's how she styles herself. Now she got good reviews actually, so you know. Yeah. Quite, quite good. Uh, yeah. The producer suggests it's two twenty two for two ghost story. <laughs> what you call a double Shep. <laughs> you have to lift both legs yeah. off the ground, yeah, so that's for fans of old umpires <laughs> from back in the day. But um yeah, what about that? She's gone I mean, I wonder if, if, if I went out there if I did some Vox Pops, right? Mm. If I went out there now and I said to people in the street, Cheryl, who do you think of? They'll probably say, Oh yeah, Cheryl out of Girls Aloud. Yeah. Be, some some of them would. I, I some of them might say enough, yeah. Cheryl out of Bucks Fizz, some of the older ones. Yeah. 
That's it. Like, that's there's, it. Your, there's your famous shit. Come on, let's have it. was a Cheryl no. and Neighbours that was married yeah, to Yeah, that's just, uh, no one, did. apart Luke from Carpenter. you, you're the only one who's going to know Cheryl was married to Lou Carpenter. If I go, I'm talking about the average Joe or Joanne in the streets. If I wander around the streets of London, it'd be a bit of a pointless thing to do. Well, yeah. so you'd be here on your own. Streets of, who are you, Ralph Mattel? <laughs> <laughs> Let me take them by the hand and ask people who Cheryl is. But, um, I mean, if I went out in the streets now and I said, Andy, when you think of Andy, who do you think of? Yeah. How quick would it be? How many people would I have to ask before they said, oh, Andy Jacobs off of Talks <laughs> How many Andys would they get to? Thousands and thousands. I think they probably Who'd would. Who'd be your most popular Andy, the most well-known Andy? Come on, let's have your wellness. And Andy Gray, I suppose. It, it is Friday. Let's yeah. have let's have your favourite and no, let's not do that. Let's have your favourite Andys. Camp. Um, we, cap. We are, yeah. <laughs> Well, look, we are interested in finding out uh, your tales of uh, when your cover was blown. So do bring us those. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. I don't know if you saw the other day, there was um, a stum- an outbreak of stomach upsets on Love Island. Oh, yeah, I did and That would have taken the romance out mm. of it, wouldn't it, really? Also would have meant a suspension of mine and Charlie's spin-off show, Bean Island. There's no way we could have gone ahead with production that day, I don't think. Almost certainly not. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, uh, there wasn't much sport last night, so that I felt like I had to watch. So I watched uh, Nolly, the story of Noel Gordon. Okay. And I only mention it because our old mate Lloyd Griffith, who I gather is on next week. He's Tuesday, on next week, yeah. He's in it as Benny from Crossroads. He plays, Lloyd plays Benny from Crossroads. Fantastic. Yeah. I think he's coming very on. good, I must say. I've watched two out of the three. It's it's a recommend that he's one. It's really talk. This is a Noel Gordon kid. So yeah. ask, ask your granddad. This is the star of a daytime soap. Before neighbours, there were other daytime soaps. And this was called eighteen years she was in Crossroads, it. and she was the queen of Crossroads. He ran the the Crossroads just motel sat there for no reason. It was quite harsh. I said, "Okay, well, don't that spoiler alert." Well, don't no, that, that that, that's that's the the opening premise of oh, the show. Oh, okay, yeah, fair no, enough. I'm not, it's not, I'm not a spoiler. Okay, <laughs> it's just ruining <laughs> no it. No need for to watch it now. She goes in the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> marvelous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's Paul Hawksby and Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. Making a welcome return to the studio. We've not seen him uh, for oh, but two or three years, I well, would guess. We've never had COVID. Yeah, we have had COVID. That's right, there was. I knew something had happened. Uh, Alex Edelman joins us. He's, uh, he's at the Manio Chocolate Factory just around the corner from our studios at the moment in Just For Us's new stand-up show. Good to see you again, Alex. Good How to are see you? you guys. Yeah. It's been pretty. It's been a long time since I've been back. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the show, let's talk a bit about the show first because uh, you did it in the States. I think you've done it elsewhere and you're on this London run. It's been well-received. Mm. It's been really well-received. You know, it's the funny thing is that it's a, it's, I didn't, early version of the show uh here in the uk a couple years back before the pandemic and then uh and then in the pandemic i rejiggered the show and it went up in new york and it ran for like a year it ran for like a year in new york city which is crazy and all my like comedy heroes came to see it like seinfeld and steve martin and all those guys so now we're doing a little run here it's been uh, a bit of nerves was there there a bit of nerves something when you kind of look down and you see fellow comedians especially some of sort of the great some of your heroes is that does it throw you a touch or not i I kept thinking when i when seinfeld was in i kept thinking like how did anyone ever shoot abraham lincoln in the theater because every minute people were looking at seinfeld and i'm sure during that play that lincoln was at wasn't everyone like what is abraham lincoln think of this you know like it's true but it was but it was it it is nerve-wracking the first time but like it's been nice the show is sort of had a nice little run in the states and i got to do it at a little bit of it at the white house in front of uh the wow. vice president and they and that was and i was like eh, nothing makes me nervous anymore and then you know when you look over you see the vice president and her husband standing there then i was like <clears throat> bricking it a little was bit was she laughing then, yeah she was but you know maybe she's just being polite but it was uh <laughs> but it was cool it's been it's been a nice run and it's nice to be back here it's been been, been ages you might no. get an invite to do comedians in cars talking about coffee. Yes. Maybe the other way around. I asked <laughs> yes. him, actually. Having coffee. Yeah, I, did I, you? I, said, do you, I said, I love that show. He went, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he was uh, he was so nice. And he actually, I have a little part. Seinfeld's directing a film. And so he asked me if I wanted to be part of this film. So I have a tiny little part in the film. I was one of Hugh Grant's henchmen. Oh, well, but, uh, yeah. but I have a scene where I get to scream at Hugh Grant, which is really nice. Oh, I see. That's good. That's yeah, a lot of fun. Now, uh, the show, uh, Just For Us, um, at, at its core, is a meeting of neo-Nazis that you went to in New York. Not necessarily the stuff of comedy, but obviously from no. that point of view, it worked. I mean, I'm an Orthodox Jew, so mm. I thought, uh, why not put myself in a habitat that's super un- uh, unnatural? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> guys, it's really dramatic. Obviously, I get killed at the end of it. You know? so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, that's sort of the show, and it's sort of about... I assimilation and identity and other stuff that you wouldn't think is good for comedy but it's a stand-up comedy show there's lots of jokes in it and stuff yeah. like that so and it's been a delight it's been a delight to bring it back and it's a uh ugh, i love doing it if i'm being honest it's yeah. a it's a it's a lot of fun but i i haven't missed this weather i'll tell you that That's oh, true. <laughs> I, I mean you can never believe wikipedia because uh, i know mine and paul's is just Completely subverted, but yeah. according to yours you've got a lot of names one two David, three four five six seven 
David Yosef Shimon, Ben, Eliezer Ruvain, Alexander, Halevi, Edelman. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of names. I'm like Dikembe Mutombo, the old uh, basketball. <laughs> Good for but, the shirt sales and the name on the back. Yeah, yeah, course. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a great idea. <laughs> My passport is a mess, you know, but, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's a long, it's a long name. But a lot of people have long Hebrew names, and that's yeah. that's what it is. That when I was a kid, I was jokingly called by that name, and now it's sort of you know I always considered it my real name, but mm. now I go by Alex instead of David or David Yosef. So, that's so yeah. True. Yeah. You, you. The other thing we we often used to work was your brother, of course, was an Olympian. Wasn't yes, he? yes, he so was. Your great sporting link. Yes, AJ made the 2018 Winter Olympics for Israel. My nickname for him uh, is either the Frozen Chosen, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Shul Running. So that oh, yeah, makes any sense. Shul means synagogue in Yiddish. It's my best work, honestly. But, <laughs> it's really but good. it was amazing getting him to see. You know, getting to see him compete. We went to Pyeongchang. It was a whole thing. It was a blast. Yeah. And you are a big sports fan. You did, did you you worked in sports? I worked in, I worked in baseball, yeah, um, or garbage cricket, as uh, Nish Kumar, the <laughs> British comedian, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. said. But I love uh, I love baseball. And look, I'm aware that um, I'm in the room with a big. Is the Baltimore Orioles? Am I remembering correctly that you like the Orioles? No, not yeah. particularly. I, I mean, the, I like baseball as a sport, but I don't really fight. You can't if you're not from a place. I don't believe. I, I never understand people is that say, true? "Oh, hello, I, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan." You think, Why? You don't live in Miami. You don't even go there. So there's no one you've ever kind of looked out for. Nothing you've no, really, not really. No, well, I, I love American sports. Well, someone team. explain to me though why the Jacksonville Jaguars are absolutely huge here. Is it because they played at Wembley yeah, so many times? They play at Wembley. There's the links to. Fulham. Yeah, uh, uh, Chuck Khan is uh, owns one of the football clubs here, and uh, yeah, he's got. Well, it's always good to see him because when he comes in, he brings us a bottle of Fulham vodka. No, he <laughs> does not. Yeah, oh yeah, you lie. Like Last time he came in, I mean, payola all the way. I've still got mine. Though. Fulham never get any bad press on this show. After that, he knew what <laughs> he was hysterical. doing. Hysterical. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's that. It's the fact they were one of the first teams to play regular games at Wembley. What's the um, what's the feeling? We have some of the players that have played at Wembley and have played now at mm. the Spurs Stadium. And they, they say, obviously, to us that, that they love they love coming over. I mean, what's the kind of feel of the fans that you take these regular season games? You don't get many if you're, say, a Patriots you, you know, I took a special trip here to kind of see the Giants play the Packers at Tottenham in uh, October. Mm. I, I, you know, I, literally, I, I had a few days between, between uh, L.A. and I had to be in France. And so I went to, I went to go see the game. And the feeling of the fans who, like, a lot of Americans make a trip for the game. Mm. And they absolutely love it. And in, in the States, like, a little bit of jealousy, honestly, a little bit. When you know when you see that your team is not playing at Wembley. Mm. Like, lots of teams have not had the opportunity to do that. And when the Patriots did it, it was a whole deal. There, I'm a big Patriots fan, New England Patriots. So, uh, so I, I'm just thrilled that uh, that they got to. But... Yeah, the attitude in the States is that it's a real special treat and that they should do it a bit more. But when okay. when they thought about moving the Jaguars here, I think people were like, okay, hold, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, yeah. that's a bit much. There's been honestly. an awful lot. They've been talking about this for five or six years. The idea of a franchise being based here is, is it's kind of, yeah, you're right, it's a, it's a huge step. Isn't it's it? such a, also it'd be such a, imagine you're the Los Angeles Rams and you've got to fly 10 hours and you're playing eight hours. You know, you haven't even, you're not even able to adjust to the jet lag and you're doing it. 
constantly. So the teams that do it, they schedule them quite carefully, and often they're East Coast teams, it seems, so that they're they're you know they're not playing at the most brutal time of the of the day. But I, I mean, I'm thrilled when it happens. But uh, the game here is exploding. It feels like it feels like American football hmm. is really huge now in yeah. this country in a way that it wasn't when I first started coming here. Like the tickets sell out incredibly mm, quickly. They do. All, you know, 80,000 tickets just sell like that. So. I don't like the. I'm aware, this is going to be. I hope this isn't going to be rude. Eh, it's rude, but whatever. But like. I don't like the coverage that that they get that American football gets over here. It always feels like slightly condescending. Like they'll take a break and they'll be like, "Okay, so that was called a timeout." And the team is taking a timeout so that the coach can regroup and like it makes sense. Everyone understands what's good. They'll still explain like football offsides to yeah. people in a way that in a way that they don't need anymore. Like, yeah. this country is plenty American football liber- literate. They don't need it. And it's also always like, this commentator is the coach of the Hamilton Tigers Canadian team for two <laughs> years. And now he's like, the, like Tom Brady is going to be an announcer. Like, you guys need a better, higher quality. <laughs> you need a sheerer level quality. Well, yeah, he, he does the, a bit, but yeah, maybe we need someone. I just watched Red Zone. I love that. Oh yeah, of that, course. That guy is brilliant. He's, oh, it's amazing. He's incredible. I don't know how he does Octo it. Octo box. Quadro is it, box. Yeah. <laughs> is it news here? By the way, when American, like, what is the American sports news that still filters over in a way that is? Well, obviously Brady was big. We yeah. we went as soon as that as soon as he sort of dropped that video the other day outside his condo, we mm-hmm. went straight onto it. We had a guest on one of our team. Uh, Will, who's going to be heading over to the Super Bowl. We covered a Super Bowl and we cover uh, nice. NFL on here. But I'm going to ask you about Brady because um, Robert Kraft, the only the owner of the Patriots, said he wants to re-sign Brady for a day, give him a one-day contract so he retires a Patriot. What do you, what do you make? Gimmick, do you like it? it? I absolutely. First of all, it happens all the time. Mm. Happens all the time. Will he just stand on the sideline? He won't. Will he already come in for one? No, he won't even won't even play. He'll just. It'll be a one day contract so that he can retire, can finish his career as a Patriot. It's an honor. People people do this constantly. It's a thing that is done in American sports and Canadian sports too, because it's to sort of acknowledge that you know the time for a player like look what it is usually lots of uh, it's very rare now for a player to play you know like 20 years with has it happened in the Premier League like one player played his entire tenure at one yeah, it's, happened. Like, it happens. Yeah. it's rare these days it's but it does, it does happen yeah 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 one, one club, club man. man so that's yeah. what happened it used to be it used to be much more common in the United States they you know team like players especially in baseball would play mm. their whole careers for one team but in the era of free agency and the fortunes of a team rise and fall and so it was time for Brady to move on but he played so many years yeah. at the Patriots. He played from the Patriot for the Patriots from like 2000 until like 2020 or something like that. And that's 20 years in a and one team and so it's it was right for him to move on, but I think the fans very much want him back and the question is, mm-hmm. I think how bad was the blood between Brady and the organization when he split? Yeah. And I think I actually don't think he'll do it and I okay. think the reason he won't do it isn't bad blood with the Patriots I think he'll do it because I think he really cared a lot about his time in Tampa Bay and a lot of these guys who leave and go on don't have great second careers mm. Brady's last three years yeah. have been very good he won a Super Bowl like yeah, yeah. Sure. Was amazing. Brady my favorite statistic about Tom Brady is that he has more Super Bowls than any team 
Yeah, there amazing. are no teams that have seven Super Bowls. Brady yeah. has seven Super Bowls. It's wow. ridiculous. Amazing. The greatest yeah. winner of all time. Alex Morales, I'm lovely to Brilliant. see you. Um, just for us, Manet Chocolate Factory uh, here in uh, London, just along from London Bridge. You're there till the 26th of February, Tuesday to Saturday, 7.30, and on Saturday and Sunday as well at 3 p.m. Uh, there are some tickets still available. There are some tickets still available. Please um, do come down. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, it's uh, time once again to reflect on a week of sport on TV in the company, as always, of Mr. Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Very good afternoon to you, boys. You're King right? of overnights. King of overnights, of course. <coughs> and so Indeed. much more, I feel. Sport. So yeah, I mean, these you. days, very much. Uh, talk sports, King of overnights. Um, <laughs> now, uh, you've been watching the darts, Martin, I understand, this week. Yes, well, darts is very much like cricket. It just goes on forever. It's, uh, <laughs> no, and and if, you, if your appetite for darts is uh, still not completely satisfied, it's the darts Premier League now. So, uh, basically, you have the uh, the World Championship, the Ali Pali, mm-hmm. And then you get the Premier League, which goes to different parts of the country. So uh, here in the provinces, we get a chance to enjoy the darts. I went to uh, the Premier League when it was on at the first direct arena in Leeds, which gave us a thrilling opportunity to enjoy a drink at London Prices. (laughs) Could have been at the Irish Centre where they used to hold the uh, The Irish Centre in Leeds where they did indoor league. Yeah, I saw Wishbone Ash at the Irish Centre just uh, (laughs) uh, on a tangent. Um, But yeah, the um, so I mean it's all good fun. They've got the four best players, right? So you get the four best players, and then four of the sort of up and coming players um, who are invited to join. So it's sort of invitational tournament, really. Uh, Emma Payton introducing it and she said what she always says she said we've got four of the best players on the planet now I don't know when this interplanetary darts is going to start I'm sure I'm sure already... the, the one with about six arms <laughs> yes. he's, he's going to be very good isn't he it's he's going to be like a men in black the darts yeah. tournament yeah very good yeah. Anyway, if you like darts, I mean, the great thing about darts is it's, you know, Thursday night, there was no football. You know, they'd done the two uh, Carabao Cup uh, semi-finals, So there's no football on the Thursday. Switched on to Sky Sports main events. There's yeah. the darts. And it's, it's, always, it's always hugely entertaining. Even though you say, do you want to watch more darts? And then you look at what else is on and think, yeah, I'll watch a bit, I'll watch a bit more darts. Um, I, don't, um, I know what you mean. Though, that it's compelling once you start watching it. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, the, it um, it's interesting. Uh, talking to somebody the other day, not realising that the the now famous Wayne Marble commentary mm. in the uh, the PDC final of I Can't Spake mm. was not uh, sort of Wayne's own work. He'd be the first to admit <laughs> it's a homage to the world of mm. rugby league, isn't it? And I hope I'd hate for people not to go and fully enjoy the full clip that that line <laughs> comes from because it's just one of the most stunning pieces of commentary ever, isn't it? A, a very, very biased bit of commentary, but brilliant. Absolutely, it is, and yeah. that's not the. I mean, I can't speak. Isn't necessarily the highlight. No. Just, just again to go off to a wee bit of a tangent mm. on the uh, the film club thing that I do on the overnight show, yeah. um, which is basically lame puns uh, on film titles. Oh no, it's good. Yeah. Um, well, the best one that anybody ever came up with. I think we were doing um, the rugby league film club or something, and they came up with bottleless get Carter. <laughs> 
which <laughs> I thought was an absolute classic. Yeah. Um, but there you go, the dance is on, and it's uh, it's very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Obviously, the two semi-finals, which I referred to, uh, were on there. The uh, of sort of limited interest, sort of kept a note of the score. But once you saw that uh, Man United were ahead, and once you saw that Newcastle were ahead, yeah. um, they kind they, of they were, yeah, it, it was done. The race was run, wasn't it? It really? was a wee yeah. bit done, and of course, the the Newcastle match uh, coincided with the uh, with the transfer window, mm. which sort of went on uh, all night, I and mean, I know it did on uh, Talk Sport as well. Uh, and uh, just a bit of a tribute to uh, Vinnie O'Connor. Uh, Vinnie O'Connor was Sky's man at uh, Finch Farm, yeah. uh, which I mean, it sounds like it's some, something on Postman's Pat's round, yeah. uh, but is in fact <laughs> Everton's it? training ground. Yeah. And uh, Vinnie O'Connor was there all day for nothing. He was all day for absolutely It's the nature of the job, though, isn't it? it? Is. On deadline day, you can yeah. spend a fruitless day outside a training ground. Mm. Well, inside these days, you can't stand outside because people put sort of um, yeah. various th- things you buy in old little chefs on the A1 in Correct. your ear. Mm. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That's um, true. But, yeah, he was... Anyway, Vinnie O'Connor was there all day, so, um, you know... Good luck to him. I mean, I know you're not a huge uh, fan of the transfer window, uh, Andy. Well, he might be now. No, I'm not. <laughs> the January well, day, No, I'm not really. Oh, I mean, it was yeah. Yeah, it was too much, wasn't it? Yeah. It was too much. Yeah, you're going to enjoy all these kind of stellar players, no, though. It, it'll tonight. be fine. It's when the entertainment value you're, you're going to get from it. a 31 man squad. He's got to get rid of at least. Let other people eight worry about that. Just sit back with your big cigar in the, you know, and just watch. <laughs> it's not going to happen instantly. Watch the game. When, when they get all the players back then, then they will improve. Embarrassment of riches. I don't see, Imagine I don't what see that's like. Particularly Martin. any better than it's Indeed. been. Our so respective got... clubs is a phrase we oh, rarely yes. get to use. Embarrassment of riches. Embarrassment, often. Embarrassment, very, very much so. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of which, we're playing at uh, Newcastle uh, tomorrow, yeah. and uh, it was—I mean, obviously Newcastle were on uh, against Southampton, and then mm. they showed this uh, this documentary, a little documentary they've done called *The Entertainers*, yeah. which is about Newcastle United under Kevin Keegan. Oh, yeah. I've said this good. before. I often wonder what—I uh, mean, it was a fantastic era for mm. Newcastle, a fantastic era. And we all, you know, when we talk about Kevin Keegan, we always see that. You know, I would. Love Love it. Yeah. I would love it. Clip. Mm. Uh, the clip that's shown less often, but is in this documentary, is the one where they sold Andy Cole, and he came out and uh, on the steps of the ground. On yeah, the, on the mm. steps of the ground, and you thought, what? You know, what a loss in a way. Kevin Keegan. Uh, what? You know, all right. Mm. He's uh, he's. According to what I read these days, he's having a fine retirement. He's yeah. uh, living in Cheshire and he spends a lot of time with his grandchildren. He's very much a family man and all that. Uh, Our old friend quite... Charlie Baker did some work with him for our good friends at Paddy Power a, a while back and uh, said he was in fine federal. So, yeah, yeah. he was. He, yeah, he does a bit form. of that and mm. he looks, yeah, and he looks absolutely fine. But I was reading in the in the paper this morning that Peter Taylor's back um, yeah. uh, coaching at Malden and Tiptree. Oh. Um, in what like the eighth or seventh or eighth level, hmm. uh, and I just thought it's a shame that uh, a man with the enthusiasm for football that Kevin Keegan has yeah. isn't doing something beyond you know the odd personal appearance and uh, yeah. after dinner speaking and all that. He was always a good pundit. In sort of yeah, the old yeah. days. I mean, he always had that moment, didn't he? Uh, oh, that the, moment, the quickly yes. Kevin moment that spawned uh, the guy's podcast. But yeah, Willie Score was always for that. Yes. 
I saved it. Um, the yeah, uh, where was I going to say? Yes, Peter Taylor. People may forget the great Peter Taylor, yeah. Palace and Spurs winger and uh, an England manager for one game as well, under twenty one coach. Did yeah. one did a fantastic Norman Wisdom impression that he would do oh, on mm. the big match highlight show. Yes. And come on, and uh, so a man of many voices, Peter. Yeah, and it's just great that he's back in football. Yeah. You know, just seeing this program again though, uh, with Kevin Keegan, there was a lot. He he convinced um, John Beresford that he would play for England, and uh, John Beresford says on this documentary, you know, when he said that to me, I thought he's lost it. He's finally <laughs> lost it. Uh, but in fact, John Beresford did have one game uh, for England B. I believe. Yeah. So you also um, watched on Netflix, Martin. Physical yes. One Hundred. What, oh, is, what was that bizarre. all about? Yeah. This has been described as a, a cross between Squid Game and uh, Gladiators. Wow. Um, basically, it's a hundred people uh, mm. who have mm. all got um, perfect human bodies. Oh. Pro- yeah. The program. Not in their attic. Be- you mean uh, they? they you- <laughs> Not in oh, okay. their attic. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nor in their. Just wanted to freeze. clear that up. Mm. Yes. No, I'm glad <laughs> you did. Yeah. It, it's nine episodes. I can't. I'm not going to commit to it for nine episodes. No. But it's uh, it, it's interesting because it's the um, the sort of USP of the program. It says uh, the human body does not lie. Oh. I'm not sure about that. No, you know, there's I. many times, you know, as you get a little bit older, you think you can do stuff mm. and you find that your human body is actually lying to you or at least fibbing to you. Yeah. It says, across the world, there are many different humans and body shapes. Yeah. Um, and in the end, only one body will be left standing. So mm. basically, it's a Korean mm. program. Oh. Yeah, it hasn't got the it, jeopardy of the original, man. Well, I, I, I should hope not. <laughs> <laughs> really? That would be... Imagine the, I'll tell you, you'd still find people... To do it though yeah. you do realize what well, yeah i'm still up for it though i'll give it a crack <laughs> yeah it's wiring well, they, all, they do all these tasks and basically um they're tasks that you you know you can have some really big sort of bodybuilding guy against uh, a gymnast but it's a sort of mixed task so there's a very good chance that the sort of diminutive slim gymnast might beat the huge you know the huge guy with the huge muscles yeah. but the first episode of it and whether i'm going to get past episode one or not i, I doubt <laughs> but the first episode of it you've got a hundred sculptures of these torsos yeah. around the place nice. and then the people come into shot yeah. and it's all a bit um I don't know what the word to say is really, um, but th- they admire each other's bodies. Huh. Con- yeah, one says, "You have a great body. Right. Your upper arm is as wide as my face." Oh, it's not a sort oh, of chat up line. line. And a half. Yeah, <laughs> really? say, Try that one really. in the pub tonight, listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, there's all these sculptures of the torsos hanging. You know, a bit wow. like um, a, a Greek. Greek, it was Joe Royal, you know, right, big Greek. arms. Yeah, we'll go and <laughs> yes. check it out. We'll go and check it out, Martin. We're check it out. To, it, yeah, it is fascinating. I mean, yeah. it is weird. Okay. I, I didn't know whether you know how to react to this thing at all. Yeah. You know, but if you if you have a body like a Greek god, oh, wow. uh, although some of us, of course, got a body like a Greek restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> if you do, hey, he's yeah, working from working from the old book. <laughs> I like that book. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I like yeah, his yeah. old book. He's great. Be he more of those. Be more of those overnights as he blows the dust off of it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Martin, you're, you'll I don't be know bl- why I bother, you'll to be, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Now, plenty of live football for you over the weekend here on TalkSport and TalkSport 2, but you may find yourself at a loose end. Mm. Chance to watch a bit of non-sporting TV and to mark your card, as always, Brighton and Hove Albion supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, guys. And you went a bit postal on your mob on Monday, (laughs) calling their fans arrogant. That's the the last (laughs) word I would use to describe you, Mike. Mm. I'm I'm not saying anything else. Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. It was all quite tongue-in-cheek. It was quite panto. And myself and Danny Kelly, we stood your corner. Thank you. So, Andy's enjoyed this show. It's on ITVX. I think it's for people of a certain age. Me? Um, Me. Yeah, probably. Uh, Mm. Russell T. Davis has written it, so it's got a mark of quality, of course. And uh, it's called Nolly. It's about Noel Gordon, the queen Mm. of... The Queen of the Soaps back yeah. in the day on it's ITV. Brilliantly done, I think. It, it, it is absolutely brilliant. I've been trying to sort of <clears throat> tell people about it. And like, Are you sure, really? And I think you, you have to watch it. And I think you do have to be of a certain age to remember Crossroads, which of course was, you know, was massively popular as a soap in the in the in the seventies um, uh, into the eighties. And Noel Gordon was was the Queen of Soap. She was winning awards. I remember her winning, you know, popularity award every single. Yeah, you know, a bit like Anton Deck win, win things nowadays. Mm. Um, and then she got axed. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she got axed. And that's the, sort of what this story hinges on over the course of three parts. So what's great about the writing, and it's played, she's played by Helena Bottom Carter, by the way, who's brilliant in it. The great about the writing is that it manages to sort of recognise the flat fact that Crossroads was terrible. I mean, it was wooden and rickety, and the, act, the, the, the same, and and Victoria Wood took inspiration for Acorn Antiques from it, and and it was pretty accurate. Mm. But at the same time, there's a poignant story there. You know, this is this is the character of Noel Gordon is portrayed here as being something of a diva, which she may well have been. I don't know well enough, but there's that implication, and it's very sad when she actually everything falls apart and she has nothing in her life. So. So it's, it manages to sort of go f- from the ludicrous extremes of the programme she was on, but still make her sort of downfall, if you like, uh, touching. And it really works well. A bit wow. of a lack of Amy Turtle. I was a bit disappointed. There was a little bit of Amy Turtle. Maybe because there? of Acorn Antiques, it's very hard <laughs> to follow Julie Waters' performance. Really, <laughs> yeah, I think Amy Turtle, yeah. Turtle becoming she was fantastic. You can, see, you can see clips of her on YouTube because yeah. with ITVX you have to watch all the ads. So yeah, you subscribe. That's the worst oh, thing yeah, about it. I'll subscribe. Okay. Or become a TV um, critic. So that's uh, <laughs> oh, you can watch that ITVX. Uh, it's on there now to yes. download. Is it three parts, Mike? It is three parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they whiz by. It's Celebrity good. Mastermind tomorrow night, and you've oh. quite uh, <laughs> thankfully given us it's uh, five thirty-five BBC One. Yes. Bobby Davro answers questions on Andy. Gilbert O'Sullivan, Gilbert O'Sullivan the or popular it... piano-playing singer. The, it... No, not the, the plumber. Then. Not plumber. Gilbert, not Gilbert and Sullivan. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Gilbert O'Sullivan. <laughs> very, I mean, I, I feel tempted. I have actually sat and watched this episode, mm. especially. I can't really obviously tell you what happens because that would spoil everyone's yeah. fun. But he he knows this Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah. He really knows his Gilbert O'Sullivan. The, the great thing is, obviously, with all Mastermind, whether it's a celebrity or not, is yeah. how people perform and the general knowledge. So you can be an absolute genius. on You pick you pick that special I'm better on the general knowledge than I am on my special well, yeah, as we discovered quiet. this week. Yeah, yeah. What's the lowest, combination, lowest denomination of coin in circulation in Britain now? Really? Penny, is it the penny? Or well, is that gone? that's one of the questions in general knowledge, and that's the person, who, person who's asked it. I won't mm. say any more. 
has no idea what the question means like oh. the answer so mm. there you go um, yeah. we look forward to Remy Bergs who uh, answers <laughs> from Radio 1 answers questions on, on salmon, salmon and yeah. then tells us she's had salmon or he's is it he is it's it a he? she, she. Oh, it's a she salmon so the pink apologize. fleshed fish <laughs> yes I've had <laughs> salmon three upstream. times already this week I just love it well yeah so, yes I love it a lot of salmon good um, so that is um, Celebrity 535 BBC we're nearly out of time because time's depressing oh, but no. it's the last ever episode yeah. of Happy Valley we don't want it to be too much of a Spoiler alert, because maybe some people are, are still following the series. But oh, it comes, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it's become brilliant. a huge show, this yes. massive audience. And the way that I'm doing it in the old-fashioned uh, weekly episode <laughs> thing, you know, it's, it's capturing people's imaginations, yeah. a bit like Line of Duty played out in the same way. Last ever episode, so uh, Sarah Lancashire's character, Catherine Kaywood, the, the, the police officer, she's about to go into retirement, but this vicious guy, Tommy Lee Royce, is on the run, and we're set for a big... Co- I, I haven't watched it yet. I have got a copy, which I'm going to sit and watch in a few minutes but wow. I, so i can't give anything away because i don't know oh but text I think... me after the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't want it spoiled you i like a spoiler oh, okay and he's the only person who likes a spoiler <laughs> um takes the tension out of it the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast well that's us um hope you enjoyed that we'll do it all again on monday danny kelly with us andy brassel as uh, all the premier league games return after the cup last week we look forward to that I uh, do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available around four, as always. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.